0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home Podcast for Wednesday, August 26th. It is unfortunately the last week of Gaming Ride Home, and I apologize if that news has caught you off guard. I would recommend listening to the beginning of the Friday, August 21st episode for more details there. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Nintendo shared a surprise Direct this morning, focusing on third-party publishers. There is more evidence that next-gen games are probably going to cost $70, Oculus seems to be rebranding, and the Sinking Cities developer is butting heads with its publisher, which has led to the game being delisted. Nintendo shares a surprise, but small, Nintendo Direct. Nintendo published a surprise Nintendo Direct this morning, focusing on various partners that are bringing games to Switch. I totally, 100% understand why they gave no tease or warning that this was coming. It did not have the most exciting news to share, and if they had said anything beforehand, the internet speculation would have been insane. It's best to just share the news without giving everyone a chance to make assumptions that they will only be disappointed by. Basically, they wanted to avoid another Bakugan situation. I honestly have nothing negative to say about the Bakugan game. I'm sure Bakugan fans will have a real great time, but the internet was expecting an E3 style mega reveal and ended up being severely disappointed. Today's Direct started out with more footage and details about Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, which is the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game. Kingdom Hearts has great music. I think this is a great idea. I think more games should do stuff like this. I'm looking at you, unreleased Mega Man X and Chrono Trigger rhythm games. But the gameplay does look goofy, especially the scenes of Sora and Pals basically flying on top of familiar Kingdom Hearts cutscenes. The levels where you are running along a track, defeating Heartless, those look a little better. It also looks like the game will feature at least some Disney songs. Let It Go, which, you know, was in Kingdom Hearts 3, was shown. A musical boss fight against Maleficent was also shown. There will be some new story as well. The game releases November 13th. Fuser was shown next, which is Harmonix's DJ rhythm game. They detailed a multiplayer mode where players can each simultaneously share remixes of songs, and then at the end... You know, they see who had the best remix. Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure Pack was shown next, which is a pair of Taiko no Tatsujin RPGs, which is that rhythm game where you play colored drums. It's a series that has always had a following in Japan, but has never really found a big audience in America. You can apparently collect monsters in the game, Pokemon style, or, you know, you can also just play the 130 plus songs too. It's coming this winter. World of Tanks Blitz is a World of Tanks game for Switch. World of Tanks is an interesting series. It has millions of players on various platforms. By the time you're hearing this episode of the Gaming Ride Home show, it should be online available to download. A new boxing game featuring Rocky and Creed characters was shown. It looks like it has the fully licensed likenesses of all the actors. Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions is coming spring of next year. After that was one of the more interesting announcements, at least to me. Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legend, brings a bunch of classic Game Boy RPGs to Switch. It includes Final Fantasy Legend, Final Fantasy Legend 2, and Final Fantasy Legend 3. Apparently, you will be able to fast forward the game, which is great. All RPGs need that, and other bonuses are being added. The collections arrive December 15th. The one weird thing about all the footage shown is that it displayed the controls on the screen. I guess you can play with a virtual D-pad and virtual buttons on the touchscreen if you want. I think it's safe to assume you can use the buttons proper, but I don't know if you'll be able to remove the virtual buttons from the screen. It would be kind of insane if you couldn't. There is that old saying, of course, about death and taxes. I think we can add the release of a new Just Dance game to that phrase. Ubisoft showed the next Just Dance game, Just Dance 2021, and they showed it using the song Dance Monkey from Tones and I, which is weird because Harmonix used that song to promote Fuser earlier in the direct. I mean it's a good song, no doubt, but weird to hear it multiple times related to different games. I don't think this entry in the Just Dance series adds a lot of new features, but there are plenty of new songs. Just Dance is actually a bit of a recurring staple in my house. I'm sure this one will show up. There's a new Lizzo song in there, and that's all my wife and child need to know. Sega announced Puyo Puyo Tetris 2, which is awesome. Puyo Puyo Tetris is kind of a secret gem, so I am glad to learn it is getting a sequel. All the modes from the original game return, but there is also a skill battle mode, and adventure mode continues with a new story. This game is coming December 8th. Minecraft Dungeons DLC is getting some Creeping Winters DLC. That's a game I need to play more of. I didn't get very far, but I liked what I played. The DLC is coming next month. There was a reminder that Jump Force is coming to Switch later this week. Captain Tsubasa is like an arcade soccer game that looks pretty wild. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles releases tomorrow, which I will be sure to remind you about. Nintendo ended the presentation by promising to offer more partner showcases later this year. The Direct was a nice surprise for many reasons, number one being that Nintendo Directs, even small ones like this are always fun, but also my refrigerator sprung a leak this morning, so I had to turn off the water in the house and run to the hardware store and buy some new little pipe compressors to fix the leak, which I did, and I'm very proud of myself, but it also really dug into my writing the showtime, so I was thankful to have a whole bunch of Nintendo news to dive into, so... Thank you, Nintendo, for knowing that I was going to have a fridge leak today. Although, if you caused that leak, I am less enthusiastic about it. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War pricing may be an indicator of the future. Some pricing details quietly appeared online recently for a Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, stemming from the game's listing on the Xbox Store, that was caught by at Shinobi602 on Twitter. There will be a standard edition Xbox One version for $59.99, an ultimate edition for $89.99, which will include some bonuses, and it will update to the Xbox Series X version of the game when it's available, And then there is the cross-gen bundle for $69.99. Curiously, there is no dedicated Xbox Series X version on the Xbox Store. So if you're planning on playing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War on Xbox Series X, your only option is to buy either the cross-gen version or the Ultimate Edition. It also seems like another indicator that we're probably looking at $70 games for the next gen. I'm not happy about it. I will complain the whole time, but I suppose it was inevitable. Like Thanos himself. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Oculus is rebranding to Facebook Reality Labs. This is a little confusing because I don't think the Oculus name is totally out the window or anything. I think Oculus will still be a term used to define Facebook's virtual reality arm in the long term, but I guess it will be referred to as Facebook Reality Labs moving forward. The next Oculus Connect, which is a periodic showcase of new Oculus games and technology, is going to be called Facebook Connect, which feels a little confusing to me. Facebook Connect, to me, implies some kind of social gathering and doesn't specifically feel related to VR in a significant way. There is a blog post outlining the change on Facebook's tech blog, that reads today we're introducing a new name for facebook's ar/vr team, facebook reality labs, frl, to encompass the expansive work being done at facebook as we build the next computing platform to help people feel more present with each other even when we're apart. We're also excited to share the date for our annual conference, facebook connect, formerly oculus connect, which will be held virtually on september 16th and is free for everyone to attend. At Facebook Connect, you'll hear more on our vision for Facebook Reality Labs and the latest innovations from our team and developer community. The blog continues later. Before today, we lacked a unified brand identity from which to tell the story of how we're building the future of VR and AR. With the Facebook Reality Labs name, we're making clear where these technologies are coming from. We hope you'll come along for the ride. In the meantime, we'll be working in the lab. That blog post is linked in the show notes. There are dedicated social media accounts for Facebook Reality Labs now, but Oculus's official Twitter account is still active and unchanged. It might be more of an internal rebranding than an external one. I don't think the next Oculus device will be called a Facebook Rift or a Facebook Quest, but I suppose we will see it potentially explains why Oculus accounts are being transitioned to just plain old Facebook accounts. The Sinking City has been delisted against the will of the developer. The Sinking City is an interesting mystery game about a detective solving a case in a Massachusetts town that has grown accustomed to constant flooding to the point where people use boats to traverse the town It's a game inspired by Lovecraft-style psychological horror, and it was generally liked. It had its shortcomings, but it reviewed pretty well. The game, however, is being delisted from various platforms, and it all stems from a complicated dispute between the developer, Frogwares, and the publisher, Big Ben Interactive Nacon. Frogwares published an open letter explaining their side of the issue, which is long and detailed, but... From their perspective, it all stems from the publisher delaying promised payments and changing the terms of the developer publish agreement. Frogwares wrote in its open letter, Since the release of Sinking City on June 27, 2019, we've been involved in legal battles with Big Ben Interactive, Nacon, over the title. In 2017, we signed the Sinking City contract as a licensing agreement with Big Ben Nacon two years after the start of production. In exchange for a financial contribution to the development, we gave them the rights to sell and commercialize the game on four platforms, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Steam, and later Epic Games Store. The intellectual property would still belong to Frogwares, which has always been the only producer and owner of its games, including the Sinking City. We signed the deal on those terms, and we would receive part payments for each production milestone completed, then a share of revenue starting at the first euro or dollar. So all was well until the collaboration started. During production, Big Ben Interactive, Nacon was hundreds and hundreds of days behind in payments in total, each sum due on average being 40 days late, while our milestones were always on time and approved by the licensee. We had to issue formal notices multiple times so that we were able to receive the money that was owed to us. That letter is linked in the show notes, and Frogwares shares more infractions through the course of the letter, like the fact that Big Ben Interactive Nacon produced a board game based on the property, despite Frogwares owning the property. It's messy, and of course worth acknowledging that this is only one side of the story, but it seems really frustrating for Frogwares. There are still ways to buy the game, which Frogwares shares in the letter, but the whole situation is just a bummer. Not a lot of new releases today. West of Dead is out on Switch. It's a twin-stick shooter based in the old West, but it has fantasy and monster elements to it as well. It also features Ron Perlman as the voice of the protagonist, Relicta, an interesting-looking first-person puzzle game that seems you know, somewhat inspired by games like Portal is out today on the Epic Games Store. Cinders is out today on Xbox One. It's a visual novel that apparently released way back in 2012 on other platforms, but you can play it on Xbox One today. It's apparently a mature take on the Cinderella story. Children of Morta has this DLC available right now called Paws and Claws that adds all kinds of animal-related content to the game. Which is great. You can have all kinds of pets now. The extra nice thing about the DLC, though, is all the proceeds from it go toward the Humane Society International. So I would go check that out if you like Children of Morda and also like animals. That's it for gaming news today. I am at this point in Creeks now where every time I enter a new room, I have about 30 to 45 seconds where I am like, well, Creeks... We had an okay time together, but this relationship has run its course. It's time for me to step back and reevaluate my long term relationship with Paper Mario, the Origami King. Maybe it's time to put a ring on that paper finger and commit because, Creeks, I don't want to play you anymore. And then, while I am walking around the level throwing various switches and debating whether or not I have hit a bug, because certainly there is no way this puzzle can actually be completed. I make a little progress and complete the puzzle and move on to the next room and have the same debate all over again. If you've played and beaten Creeks, please without spoiling anything, let me know what percentage I am through the game. I am currently solving puzzles related to robot goats. This is, of course, the final week of Gaming Ride Home, but I am still accepting your corrections and general feedback. I still cannot thank you enough for all the amazing messages. I'm still getting a lot, and it's been awesome. You listening right now are... You're too nice. You're entirely too kind. You can send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info, and the show is still accepting reviews on all the platforms where reviews are being accepted. So, you know, don't be shy about that. I'll still accept reviews for the show. I like reading those. You can find me on Twitch. I'm Kyle Impersonator on there. I'm going to start playing something new on Thursday. I haven't decided what that is yet. I should probably figure that out. You can also find me on The Max Show for more long-form video game discussions. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. We have two more episodes left.